2: That things like this get better
0: with time But I still need you Why is that? You're the only image in my mind So I still see you Around I miss you Like every day Wanna be with you but you're away. Said I miss you, missing you, insane. But if I got with you, would it feel the same? I should stop. The key is not here. The words don't ever seem to come right. <laughs> you know we gonna act up when mom's not home welcome back to another episode of getting grown sorry friend um no this is not getting ready to be an hour of me nigging all over your your earphones headphones the ones that are attached to the wig this is just me coming to do a little intro to let you all know that this is a best of so far of getting grown We thank you all very much for rocking with us for the past year and a half. Damn, it's been a year and a half? That's crazy. But we thank you all for rocking with us for the past year and a half, for your contributions to the Honesty Box, to the Petty Peeves, for you all writing in, for you engaging. Um, It's just been for you participating in the live shows, buying tickets, coming out, buying plane tickets. Like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Coming for Team Typing Fast and taking care of events, the first one in D.C., the one in New York, and then also... The Woman Evolved Brunch, it's just been such um, an honor to be able to to start to grow this platform with you guys, and we really, really appreciate all of you and your support and just everything that you've done to help Key and I along this journey, and we can't wait to bring you better things for 2019. You know that we're growing and we're learning, but we appreciate your patience and we appreciate your love and your grace as we do so. Every single one of you is special. Even the lady who told us to do better. (laughs) (laughs) But we just have a little episode, best stuff so far. Um, You know, a couple intro songs from your girls, you know, just screaming all over your ears. Uh, Some even a little some trash. Um, Some of those beautiful gems that he is able to drop during the kitchen table talk, as well as some honesty box and petty peeves. So thank you again for listening. Tune in for some of these from these cute clips and some of our favorite clips, some of our favorite discussions and what have you from the show so far. Make sure you write in, let us know what some of your favorite moments from Getting Grown is so far. Um, we also want to thank our editor Ty, who's been so wonderful. You all know that we record late at night, well Ty edits even later, so I want to make sure that we publicly thank him for all of his hard work. In uh, the brand, and as it's growing, and as we grow our individual brands, and we just love all of y'all. Like all of y'all, just contribute to make this thing possible and successful. So, thank you so much. Shout out to everybody who supported getting grown from day one, and sh- and it supported our family: the Reed, Kid Fury, Crystal, the Friend Zone, friend and Dustin, and Asante, as well as me and my brother XD. So, we thank you all. From the bottom of my hearts, we hope that you all have a beautiful new year. Make sure you cook your collard greens and your black eyed peas because we want to make sure that we all prosper us out here in the new year of 2019. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this good old show. Uh, so this is another episode of Getting Grown where we discuss the tests, the trials, the tribulations, the takes, the takeoffs, the offsets, the cardies. <laughs> And everything else that Kia will not allow me to say while she is here. Thanks, guys. Tune in. Appreciate you. It's all love.
3: Oh, so it's the roll call, baby. It's the roll call, baby. It's the roll call, call, baby. It's It's the roll call. call. Hey, what's up, y'all? What What you got to say? Who's on the phone with that Lisa? Well, it's Kia waking up to Ed, Lisa, and Dre giving shouts to all the peeps from around my way. And that sounds cool and that may be. But where you call it from, Kia? What's city? Well, some think I'm crazy and others kind of strange, but whatever it is, y'all think I'm representing White Plains. White Plains is in the house. White Plains is in the house.
0: My name What's is Dade. I like to play space. My favorite drink is day to Kool-Aid. Hey, oh, <laughs> that sounds good. But where you from, Jay? What neighborhood? It's that girl from the land of the kings, Brooklyn, y'all. You know what I mean? Hey, oh. <laughs> oh, god. Everybody, yeah. Rock your body, yeah. Everybody,
3: rock, rock your, your body, body right. <laughs> Why are we singing Backstreet Boys, though? We sure are. It's a small world after, after all. all. <laughs> that old nasty vibrato.
0: Mm, it's gross. a
3: small world after all. <laughs> yeah, man. We just, <laughs> like, so the creepy. world just is crazy small.
0: It is, and what makes it even smaller. So my my coworker is actually one of the um, one of the organizers as well. He is also John Legend's first cousin, oh. so he was in...
3: he probably got good Baptist vibrato as well.
0: Oh, sis, oh, he be he be Pentecostal, 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 and maybe the morning comes. He be he be diddy diddy around it'll the be
2: office. <laughs>
0: It will be ours. <laughs> oh, one day.
3: Saint Say John. a rule
0: for my love. Say a rule for a moment <laughs> to be with me. Say a rule for my love just a little. Save a little for me. We're not gonna talk about John Stevens
3: on my watch because <laughs> I enjoy you save him. Save a little. I love John. What you talking about? Listen, and he sings live, and he sounds like his voice has been digitally mastered. Does I want you to know it? Sis, so. he sang at the con at the conference. Woo! I was at. I told you. I, I always tell the story about how I almost got put out of the Meriwether Amphitheater. <laughs> At the concert Because I was like Do y'all hear John? John is singing I don't know what you came to do But John came to sing (laughs) They was like Shut up I was like Be mad if you want to But that nigga is (laughs) singing They were So ready for me to go But I was like like that lady
0: Who was next to my dad At uh, at the last Luther concert uh, last I was about to say conference, the last Luther concert that he went to, oh, he said man. there was this lady. He said there's this lady next to, and my dad. F- so full disclosure, I am not on pitch. Kia is, and so is my father. My father can sing down. <laughs> he sounds like Jeffrey Osborne. So my fave. So um, now can you woo 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 one night? I love the stranger. <laughs> I Any sentences tonight. Please. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I have a song on my heart. But uh, he was at this Luther concert. And so he was singing along, you know, huge Luther fans. And the lady next to him, ah! Luther! She's speaking. <laughs> She's screaming the whole time. It's because like, sometimes
3: the spirit just moves you in a way, which you just have to just give God the praise right there. That's how I wait. felt. Because, you know, as, you know, singers... People who are, I don't even want to say it like that, but there are certain things that people who sing hear that I feel like other people don't hear. And and um, I don't know. It's just like a different, it's a different kind of appreciation, I think, because you have a, a sense of. Of the talent and the skill that it takes to do certain things. Like some people, because people like John Legend and Nita Baker, like they just make it look so easy. Effort. You don't you don't realize the fact that, you know, they have such a level of control and tone. And that takes work, you know? So I just that kind of when you have that kind of balance to your mm. To your voice. Mm. I just don't know how I'm supposed to sit there and be quiet.
0: The jealous. Well, this lady was screaming so loud to the point my father said, Luther stopped the show, show and said, Shanae. <laughs> oh. Well, she was probably doing too much. She John was doing did. three much. Oh, okay. She was doing three much. But my fa- And then she turns to my dad and she was like, You can sing too. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. And she her probably parts. hadn't been out in a long time. In a long, long time. Didn't tuck me in real tight. She turned my nightlight on in and kissed my face good night. My mind would fill with visions of oh, a perfect paradise. To she told me everything she she said he'd be so nice. He'd up oh a place. Port- take me away one night I'd be so happy with him we'd rain clean out of sight the story ends a story's too reality steps into you hey I don't, I don't know what the, what was that sis it was Adina. you didn't see us away well, the thing is about Anita
3: Baker is you were enunciating. <laughs> oh,
2: you! Right. I love my mama. Anita Baker. Yeah. Going to
3: a lot more slurring. We're gonna need a lot more of words just flowing into one
0: another
3: because I'm of the belief that one can actually sing an entire Anita Baker song without closing their mouth. I have done yeah. this before. Let me give you a brief example. <clears throat> yes.
2: With all my, heart, my love, ooh, and you will, see love, and you will be my all. We'll hold ooh, 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 my lips
0: hurt. I feel my I did not close
3: my she mouth. not close her mouth
0: once.
3: <laughs> because you can see and everyone knew what I was You know what I'm saying? We love you, Anita. We speak your name. We do, Auntie. Legion. Yes, I do. You are always allowed to bring the potato salad. Yes, and I know. I just feel like Anita Bate got a whole suitcase full of golden hot flat irons. Oh, abs- oh Marcel's. Listen. Marcel's. And all of the, like, they, they probably like half
0: broken the handles is falling off. She's got the big, like, uh, uh, what is the thing called? The big iron thing you stick them in, you make it real hot. The iron, That's right.
3: That's what oh, it's okay. called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the black eyes. The black eyes. Martha or oh, the stove is what it's the called. Stove. I think. Right, the stove. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Anita Baker. It's a good, a perfect day for Anita Baker. It's overcast
0: and cloudy. That's it. And I just, this fairy tale just resonated with me just on today. There's no holy <laughs>
2: in this <world. laughs>
0: You
2: need song. <laughs> she was yawning. Uh-huh.
0: awning
3: <laughs> She's like a long yawner. All her, I just love you, <laughs> and I have. Listen, my (laughs) catalog is You all right, sis? (laughs) You want to drink some water or something? (laughs) My gosh. I have not even greeted the people. Praise the Lord, niggas. How y'all doing? (laughs) Yes, sis. I don't want you to die. Yeah, I'm working on it.
0: All right, I'm strong. I'm strong. What's up? (laughs) Basura is trash time. So in our trash this week, we find out that Clifford, not five nine Harris, has been charged with three misdemeanors. <laughs> Who said Clifford was five nine? He did. And I Quinn. have seen him and I, Quinn? I know my Quinn? I know I'm blind as a rat. Quinn? Oh yeah, he said, he said, five nine nah, with the soul of a six-foot nigga.
3: Five nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he count is mm-hmm. inches or centimeters? <laughs> <laughs> he he must have been fifty nine centimeters tall. That's what he meant. That's the only yes. that's the only uh, logical rational explanation for a sent for a statement like that.
0: Because the thing is, I know I'm blind as a rat, but I see where you stop, my nigga, and I know it's not at five nine. am not being i five five. Room. I've not
3: been in the same room with Ti ever. Uh, However, uh, I do believe that
0: uh, that is a lie. I have, and that nigga is not five nine. I'm five five. So is he, and his lady is four eleven. Ain't no anyway. way.
3: Exactly, tiny is like not even five feet. And if t-
0: no, Ti was not. five
3: nine, come on now, stop playing no. in my face. No, right.
0: is he going to he jail? He really is lying. To you. No, uh, um, he's not. He's not going to jail, but he has been charged with three misdemeanors after allegedly assaulting a security guard back in May. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a situation where he couldn't get into he was they wouldn't let him back into his gated community. Uh, and I think he was charged with some some drunken disorderly conduct and a few a couple things. But uh, most likely he will not be facing jail time. But he still needs to stop lying to us about how tall he is. What
3: an angsty little man.
0: So the succubus got on stage Whom? and gave Madonna oh. um, Because I'm convinced all, that she and the Olsen twins are all three 1,000 years old
3: What on earth? She First of all, she got up there dressed like uh, she was about to sing Blackbird Singing in the Dead of the Night <laughs> And <laughs> I was just I, trying, collect a- I was trying to <laughs> figure out why she needed to be dressed like it Johnny Depp. Like, what is girl, what are you giving? She gave me like uh, you know, Erica Badu with two with cream and two sugars. Like, girl, <laughs> would you not? I was like, since when does um Ooh. this since when does Madonna dress like Mother Nature? I just it was troubling to me because yeah. And she claims I, I, that I she claims that um she was asked to go up there and present her award. I guess, for the other, for the little girl that won. What's her name? I don't know, child. One of them. Um,
0: They're all the same. Mm-hmm.
3: It's like Kaleida P. What's her name? Kaleida, <laughs> Kaleida P. Jones or something? I don't know.
0: How
3: to kill a mockingbird. I don't know what the child's name is. <laughs> uh, Kek, Kekulon. <laughs> her name is Calamine Lotion. I don't know what her name is. <laughs>
4: but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Cash money for the 9-9 and the 2,000 I don't know what I don't know what the girl's name was But Madonna said She was asked to just go up there And present that award And she, she elected to take the time To share her story About herself As it relates to Aretha Franklin It was not Herself <laughs> Herself <laughs> Herself. That's why I was very particular. Herself. Very particular about how I phrased that because the story was very much about herself as it relates to Aretha yes. Franklin. Herself in Ooh, relation. Herself, not even to Aretha Franklin, but herself in relationship to an Aretha Franklin
0: song. Okay. I mean, whatever. We were watching, it and Tristan was like, "Where is this going?" I just I was first like, of all, "I don't know." I,
3: said, I can't. I can't. I want her to. I just want her to go
0: and. Furthermore, the story is a lie because Madonna is 1,000 years old. Exactly.
3: And I was just praying. I actually wasn't even really listening to what she was saying. I was just praying. if she. I was praying she didn't break out into song because I said on Twitter, I said if Madonna starts singing, I will snatch my television cord right out of the wall. I won't watch this television ever again. If she starts nope. singing anything.
0: I'm going to be like, Lord, her daughter who she wouldn't let watch TV. Exactly. I am I actually refused. And then she mm-hmm. wanted to
3: cry and pout to Lenny Kravitz because the people have been um upset at this excuse of a of a tribute. Um that You she did was, a
0: very white woman thing. You got up there to, to shout out a woman who has done so much for music And you talked about yourself And then you cried
3: When people called you out about it, you cried And we all know that if white women are known for nothing else They are known for their tears
0: um, Yes, and following their actions You know what I'm saying?
3: <laughs> like It's like, let me be trash And let me just do all manner of disrespectful, marginalizing, offensive things And then when you tell me about it, I get to be shocked And oh my God, (laughs) I get to cry and become the victim after I just victimized you. It's fine.
0: We don't have to go there. That's a
3: whole nother show topic. But in any case, like you said, the succubus. The succubus.
0: That's exactly where
3: she is. We can just cancel her since she want to wear her uh, macaroni necklaces to the VMAs. (laughs) Uh, Her her RVG macaroni (laughs) Her RVG macaroni necklaces and her friendship bracelets. She felt like that was appropriate, (laughs) so... I mean. And her sister
0: lock, braid, crown. Um, uh, I wept. Uh, Yeah, that really upset me. But that's enough of that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I really didn't want to go running for two and a half miles. (laughs) And really five miles round trip. But again, I'm in a different city. You know, I've been saying that I want to work out. I have no excuse as to why I said no. So we got up and we did the run. And it was a really nice run. We we ran by uh, MacArthur Park, which is the park where Jazzy Jeff told Fresh Prince don't go on the episode where... where uh, Look <laughs> at this nigga trivia. I know. Always the, tangent, always the tangents. Always the tangents. All right. Anyway, ran by MacArthur Park. You know, saw the swap meet. Like ran by <laughs> all on, the like Korean town. Like a land, you make sure you stop by the swap meet. <laughs> right. Wait, and, and apparently Macarthur Park is also the park where Carly Red got fake proposed to by Life Jennings. So can you please continue on with the story, please? <laughs> I've had enough of your useless nigga trivia. Please. <laughs> Support for today's show comes from Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You'll get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Whether you're vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, you can choose from 80-plus qualities to get everything you need, including, listen to my favorite things in the world, non-GMO Fair trade certified and BPA free. Your girl likes to be free of the toxins. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil, Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at an affordable rate. So I told you all that I absolutely love Thrive Market. And I don't just love Thrive Market for the mission, which... I love the mission. Like the mission is my favorite part of the entire operation. The fact that within the mission that uh, a, a, that it's, I just love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. On top of that. I just, the zero-waste packaging, I told you all how I really love for my recycle bin to be as clutter-free as possible. The zero-waste packaging helps that to be a possibility. And then on top of that, I love to burn essential oils. Like, that is my jam at night. I love an essential oil. I've got many diffusers all over my home, and so Thrive Market allows me to be able to purchase my, my lavender essential oil, my cleansing essential oil. Like, it's just beautiful. So make sure you guys hit up Thrive Market for all of your goods. And don't forget the snacks you can get your crackers to go along with your almond butter, which is what I put in Noah's lunch for little snacks. Like it's absolutely lit. And now with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase, plus a free 30-day trial. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash grown to access this discount. So I wanted to, you know, like
3: you said, go to the next question in terms of like, deciphering feedback from criticism, but also how do you make sure that you don't lose yourself? Like what are some of the things that you're doing or you've been able to do friends to kind of keep you clear about who you are and how you wanna exist in your career despite all of the advice and suggestions that people give you?
5: Honestly, I think um solitude
2: Mm -hmm.
5: to me is like where people gain their streak of genius the thing about feedback as helpful like you said as useful as it can be it's also people's projections based on their circumstances Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and and not to get all like preachy or whatever but i'm channeling my trajectory Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i'm going as i go like i listen to god i pray I'm channeling the next steps. So feedback isn't always useful because even if someone means well, they don't know what I'm channeling. They Mm -hmm. don't understand the story that's unraveling for me. Mm -hmm. And so while they might have a picture based on their story or people around them or what they want for me, it can actually be detrimental to plant a ton of seeds, you know what I mean? In my direction, when in reality... All of us, even sitting here, even people listening, we I'm not following a formula. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, people tell me, oh, the next step, you got to do the book and then do this and then do that. And it's like that's going to happen, I'm sure, because I'm drawn to it. But in my heart right now, I don't feel that. And every step for me has to be felt. That's the only way I can move forward. Like I'll sit and think. Does this feel good? Even with everything I do, that's why I left YouTube because it didn't feel good anymore.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what I
5: mean? It didn't feel, I no longer felt connected. Mm -hmm. And every step I take, I'm super mindful of how my body, even like on a physical level, on an emotional level, spiritual level, I pay attention to the subtle energies that Mm -hmm. let me know this is good. You know, this is where you should be. I feel like I'm thriving. I can feel that I'm growing. And sometimes you can get confused because things can be challenging and you might take that as I shouldn't be doing this,
2: mm-hmm.
5: yeah. but you need to learn to read through what challenges are actually helping you break through to the next step. You know, so there's a lot of deciphering, a lot of processing. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I choose solitude. Because there is a lot of deciphering and processing that I need to be doing. And I don't really, that's why, like, feedback is not mm-hmm. always my favorite thing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, thank you, <laughs> but I'm figuring out what Fran was put here for. Mm-hmm. And you don't have those steps right. because they're not for you. Right. You know what I mean? So I guess my advice would be consider the source always. And it's always a case-by-case basis. You know, like I have some friends that they give me incredible feedback and I love them and I trust them. And I know that if they're giving me feedback, which they rarely do, but if they are, it's always with the best intention at heart. But even that I still take as a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I friend is the feedback I need to be listening to. Absolutely.
3: Yeah, totally. It's like you have to have a a sense of self. Yeah. Because without that, you can literally be whatever people, people can choose who you are. And that's a mm. dangerous place to be. Oh, so um,
0: dangerous. So dangerous. Because it puts you in a box. It puts you, it, and I know that's also like used so much, but it does put you in a box. Like I'll have people hit me up and say, I think you need to come up with a sample catering menu so that we can just give your information out to people and let them know kind of what you're, what you offer. And I have to let people know that's actually not how I work. You know, I'm not here to make big pans of rice (laughs) and peas and fish. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? Like broccoli and give it to you because like I could, anybody can do that, but I want to make dishes that people really want to eat. You know, anytime that I've watched any cooking shows, anytime I've, I've read uh, recipes, I've watched videos, whatever, I'm like, I will look for the things that I want to eat. And so I, that's the kind of content that I want to put out. And that's the kind of food that I want to put out. I want to put out things that people truly want to eat, which is why I do consultations, this is why I sit down with people. I'm like, what are you like? What are you really like? Are you going for a street food theme? Are you, uh, like a, are you doing that? Are you going for something more elegant? But it's fun to be able to play on those menus on what people want. And I I can't do that when I'm offering you a pan of curried shrimp for $95. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if you shrimp. want curry shrimp, then we can talk about curry shrimp, but I'm not just going to offer you six options and then that's what you have to choose from. That's not how I want to work.
5: And you prefer to flow. And I think Absolutely. being in flow, to me, that is, and, and my interpretation of flow is channeling. Mm-hmm. You know that when I'm in flow, that means that I'm completely receptive to the
2: yeah.
5: and that I'm supposed to be taking it Right. And that's why you prefer that than to just create a generic <laughs> list right. that doesn't allow you to channel what what with I the, really yeah, want to do with the evolution of Jade as a chef. <laughs>
2: the evolution of Jade
0: as a chef. Yes, <laughs> indeed. The, the evolution of that—that's like the that should be your book title. That's going to be my cookbook. <laughs> the evolution of Jade as a chef.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dedicated to Franiqua. <friend> <laughs> An <laughs> it's so
2: rigorous. My rigorous. To that's, <laughs> it, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so key, right? That's so key because, like you, you said channeling or being like just like to stop and listen. Just, I guess I keep going back to that point because that really punched me in my face when you said that like solitude and being Mm -hmm. being comfortable with hearing um you know like being led of yourself being led or being led by what leads you Mm -hmm. so i I remember i don't know where i got it from i probably heard some preacher say it or something but it's like we often pray for god to give us direction but we don't ever stop and listen, or stop and take Hello.
5: it. Hello. <laughs> so it's really is. It.
3: So and you have to there's something to what I learned in my own kind of faith walk and growth process is that you have to have that time by yourself so that you can know how God's going to talk to you. Because mm-hmm. yes. the way he talks to you may not be the way he talks to everybody else. And you have to be able to hear him to know because I, like I say now, I only want what God wants from me. Like, I appreciate what you think would be helpful or useful or what would take me to the next level. But I don't want anything
5: that's not mine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. that's not for Kia. And that's like, exactly it. That's exactly, exactly. my point. And, I, and honestly, as soon as I feel myself asking, because, you know, we all ask that question of God, what's next? Mm-hmm. And it never fails that when I get to the point where I have to ask what's next mm-hmm. is because I haven't sat still for an answer to come to me. That's it. It's yeah. always correlated. Mm-hmm. It never fails. Right. And So now I've learned like to create that stillness for the answer of what's next to actually come through.
0: That's one thing that I always, I always, like that's the one thing that I had in it, and it. It always came across um, when I was younger as just being stubborn. Um, Right. And
5: people take it that way.
0: Oh, all the time. You know what I'm saying? My mother drilled. She was like, yo, you need to go to nursing school. Like, you need to go to nursing school. You're always going to be able to have a job. You're going to be able to travel. You can make six figures. You can do this. You're always going to be... My mother also drilled in me and my sister always be able to take care of yourself. Like, if you want to get married, that's your prerogative, but always be able to take care of yourself. And while... And that's where I took key, that's where kids, you know, grandmother's advice comes in. Mm-hmm. Eat the meat and spit out the bones. And it's like, I took what my mother said as far as always wanting to be able to take care of myself but I can't do that in a way where I'm not feeling fulfilled right you know what you I'm saying do, in way do you want, want me you. giving you shots no <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants me giving them ah! shots you know what I'm saying it's, it's just, <laughs> just-
2: <laughs>
0: I'm like alright it's time to take your blood <laughs> like <laughs> blood <laughs> like it's just- yeah yeah um it's not you don't want me giving you shots and I don't want to give you shots no. so like we don't need to do this <laughs> you know know (laughs) I'm saying? And I just, anytime anything didn't feel right to me, I couldn't do it. If it wasn't settled in my spirit, I couldn't do it. And people have called that stupid and they've called it all kinds of things, but I've had to listen to myself because I'm the, I'm the only person who has to live with me. You ain't got to live with me forever. I have to live with me. And if I don't like what I'm doing, I'm not going to be a nice person. And I think people don't realize that when they're miserable and unhappy, it stifles them in so many other areas in their life. And it translates in how you communicate with people, and what you do. And so I've always had to listen to that little thing that's like, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Or if it is for me, I'm going to go after it. Sometimes you get doubtful, you know what I'm saying? But you know when something is not yours. Like, you know it in your gut.
3: All right, boys and girls, men and women, cats and dogs, hamburgers and hot dogs. (laughs) Peas and rice. We're back at the kitchen table, and we're excited
0: because we have a guest. We do. Oh, my gosh. Kia is geeking. Beyonce is in the studio. Oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the Beyonce of higher education. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm just trying to be a young
3: Cardi B. That's it. Yeah. So, I'm very excited because... The one and only Dr. Lori Patton Davis is joining us today around the kitchen table. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, we're going to have so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Davis is a professor of higher education at uh, Indiana Indiana University. University. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is the current president of the Association for the Study of Higher Education. Mm -hmm. And we are geeked to have her (laughs) at the (laughs) kitchen table today. We're going to have some conversation just about... um, Lori and who she is and her work, the awesome work that she's doing, centering on uh, the perspectives of African-American in African-Americans in post-secondary contexts, um, and just, you know, all kinds of um, good stuff. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll start. Um, welcome. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy Rick. to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to have you. <laughs> I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself because I probably couldn't do it any justice anyway. So just tell us about Who you are, of course, Dr. Patton Davis as Dr. Patton Davis, but who is Lori?
4: Oh, wow. Let's see. Lori is a black woman, Mm -hmm. uh, born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois, and I am a mom of two bomb-ass kids, Parker and (laughs) Preston. Yes. Uh, Wife of my husband, Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, I man. am a scholar yes. of higher education research. Um, I study the experiences of black women and girls throughout the educational pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of my professional reputation has come from studying issues of race and racism in higher ed. Um, yeah, so scholar, researcher, um public speaker and now president of ash which uh since last year uh is now Ashe. yes because it's so extra black oh, these yes. days Ashe. Um. change has come
0: that's right change has come because we don't want to be known as ash right.
3: but uh, you this is not that?
0: Ashe. this is Ashe. Ashe. yes
3: <laughs> <laughs> y'all better sit down down <laughs> right and have, you know, get comfortable in that. But, I'm, yeah, that's awesome. You're the president of ASH. Let's talk a little bit about that right okay, away. Okay, okay. Um, I was just curious in terms of, like, what does that mean? Tell us about what the job is and okay. how you got it. Was it something that you looked to do? Was it something it, that you wanted? Or is it something that just happened?
4: It kind of just came. So, um, ASH has been a really interesting uh, intellectual space for me. Um, most folks uh, who are, you know, going through, um, higher ed doctoral programs are encouraged by their mentors to go to ASH or Mm -hmm. whatever for professional development. But I was working full time, uh, doing my PhD. So I wasn't into ASH. Right. I didn't go until I got a faculty job. And, um, I mean, I went, I enjoyed it. And while I was at ASH, just my network started building and I found a space that really uh supported my research and work that I was doing. And so I would say maybe around 2010 I got the Ash Early Career Award, which is, you know, a a, a big deal or whatever. And I was the first black woman mm-hmm. to to get that mm-hmm. uh award. And now with this presidency, I'm the first black woman mm-hmm. president of Ash. And so <laughs> um,
3: Beyoncé's in the building I
4: <laughs> I only have a year But I'm trying to turn Ash out. Um, And so basically, um, the president, you know, we do governance-related things, but the chunk of my work is around the conference. And this year, the conference theme is Envisioning the Woke Academy. Woke. And uh, I selected that theme, not with trepidation, but with a little hesitation because I'm like, okay, we got all these older people. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to know what Wokey is, but... They're retiring, they're moving on. Uh, and one of my biggest critiques of higher ed uh in, in my research is around the fact that higher education ain't well, you mm-hmm. know, when we think about the inequities uh in society, higher education has a major role in a lot of what we see. And so I my goal was to really come up with a theme that would encourage our members to think about the critical nature of our research? Are we asking the right questions? Are we centering people? Are we using people and talking about their lives and then dismissing them? You know, right. like, just really be critically conscious about uh, the research that we promote. Right. And so, you know, how do we get in touch with history. Like a lot of institutions are sort of trying to reckon with their um, past ties to slavery. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, you know, big step, but there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of history that needs to be unpacked. Um, <clears throat> And so that's really what the theme is. And I'm trying to create a space that's more community engaged. I think higher ed is really an insular space. And so how do we do work that feeds the community, that serves the community, that centers uh, voices that are
0: typically invisible when we think about higher ed research? That's amazing. What did you what was your major in undergrad?
4: Oh, um, I had a major in uh, speech communication with a minor in sociology.
0: Okay, sociology as well. Hello, I love sociology. (laughs) (laughs) But what? How did you get into higher education?
4: Well, with our field, usually, you know, if you're really involved as an undergraduate, Mm -hmm. I was in a sorority, Mm -hmm. homecoming, queen, doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and just really involved on student government. And I didn't know that higher ed was a field that you actually could could work in. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up doing my master's degree in student affairs and then uh, my Ph.D. in higher ed and. I didn't plan to be a faculty member, but I had a black woman who said, you need to be a faculty member. We need to see more of you in the classroom. That sounds familiar. Uh, Mary (laughs) Hart Hamilton, shout out. um, Yes. uh, So she was the one who was always there encouraging me. I remember I met her when I was doing my master's program, and I'm in this room full of white people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they do this thing where, Stress. you know, right? <laughs> all, all, all the students who are visiting, they get to stand up and talk about where they're from. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know where East St. Louis is. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I stand up and I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. Nobody's going to cheer for me. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else from Chicago <laughs> and all these places. And Mary was a lone person, gave me a standing ovation because oh. she's from Alton, Illinois, which is right next right. door. And so Good. she was one of the first people within the higher ed space to sort of validate me and you know, validate me being there and in and in, 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 in that space. I, you know, got the degrees and kind of got nurtured into this faculty
0: pathway, and
4: it's been good so far.
0: And I'm sure, as a black woman, that has led you to these other passions.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> experiences and so forth. Mm-hmm.
3: I love it. I'm I'm grinning because I feel like. Jay was saying it's familiar because, you know, we've been friends for a while and Mm -hmm. she's watched me kind of figure out the pathways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as well. And it's been awesome to have models like you, my chair, Sharon Mm Fries-Britt and Kimberly Griffin and, you know, all of the countless other women Mm -hmm. um, in our field who are doing this amazing work who we get to come and engage with at these kind of conferences, at these spaces, but when we get to our campuses, we find ourselves by ourselves
4: a whole
3: lot. Even in that, even in that, though, um, I think that we are kind of growing in number as a population of Black women, specifically in this field, and in many fields. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk more about you as the first Black woman to ASH, Mm -hmm. and it being 2018, so I'm just wondering, like, you know, do you feel like, Why is it just now? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. having having it. It's it's taken us a while to get to have a a black woman in this seat. Mm -hmm. Um, And what do you think that's about?
0: Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there are lots um, of reasons. But 2018 just, don't mean shit. If just be real, that don't mean nothing. Uh, clearly not. <laughs>
4: I'll give I will give Ash credit in that I'm not the first woman of color. So there right. have been uh maybe two or three Latino mm-hmm. presidents, um, and two black man presidents. Yes. But I mean, in every um category we think about black women are often, you know thought about last. Mm-hmm. Uh, the afterthought. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's not surprising to me that it's taken to 2018. Um, and honestly, I don't know who the next... Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope I'm not the last. Yeah. Um, but I... Th- my feeling is that um, whether it's higher ed or any field, you know, black women, you know, I look at black women as possibility models. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm doing in this role. I don't, aside from talking about racism and hetero patriarchy, mm-hmm. I don't know why else, you know, black right. women, you know, would right. be last. Uh, we should be first. We huh. are
0: first. Absolutely. People just don't know. Um, they know. That's why they keep trying to copy us. <laughs> they just don't want to admit it. I mean,
4: <laughs> love who we are, but don't love us, exactly. right? So, um, you know, it's taken a long time, and I'm just going to try to do the best I can in these next several months to... What is it? Uh, what's the word? I'm looking for? Slay, slay, yes, slay, slay. all like day. Beyonce's language. Slay. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are her. and She's you. <laughs> Come one on and
3: now. the same. So since we're talking about black women, mm-hmm. you know, we've discussed the different tropes that are oftentimes, you know, placed mm-hmm. on us, like mm-hmm. strong black women trope, the angry black women trope. Mm. We've yes talked a lot yeah, we've talked a lot about that, um, and and how you know we have to kind of carry these things throughout our our daily lives, and I'm just wondering, like, you know, I'm going to take a personal privilege to ask for my own advice. It's like, even within the space of of our field, um, I felt pressure from, you know, white people, but also from other black women Mm -hmm. and other people of color, um, you know, that feel, that that like to tell me how I have to exist in this space, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in order to have some level of success, Mm -hmm. you know, Kat and I work in the practice and policy space versus, you know, being traditional mm-hmm. faculty, and that's a thing, you know. And I am I like to be myself. I'm from New York. I, I wear long nails. I'm bracelets, and I got blonde hair do right do now, and yes. I do what I want to do. But mm-hmm. I ha- it has gotten back to me that some people have felt away mm-hmm. or felt like, or even me having this podcast, I wonder about if that compromises the integrity of my scholarship or how people perceive me. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you could speak to, Some of those things, because a lot of us are in these in these spaces and feeling and dealing with this pressure Mm -hmm. um, and trying to figure out how how do we maintain ourselves Mm -hmm. and, you know, take care of ourselves, but still, you know, reach the goals that we've set professionally. Right.
4: Um, So I've been lucky enough. So I had a black woman mentor Mm -hmm. in uh, the higher ed space and then. I've modeled a lot of that with black women, you know, that I mentor. And my advice has always, so I love to tell people wear a dress, but that's because I like dresses, <laughs> not, not because it, it needs to be to impress right. I'm Like when we were coming in today, I was looking at y'all shoes, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, those are so cute. <laughs> and so t- for me, I mean, and maybe it's I don't I didn't always feel this way, but I feel this way now. Be who you are like wear the nails, the the bomb make I like that. I like that highlight. The like um the <laughs> hair. Be comfortable in who you are because, you know, you only have to answer to you. Mm. That and anybody's discomfort really is about themselves. Mm-hmm. It is it's really not about you. Um I just say, do you? I do, like, when we were at lunch yesterday and I was talking to Shayla about that picture of the collar. Yes. Like, if you gonna do you, you gotta be tight. Right. You you gotta (laughs) look good, the whole, you know, head to toe, you gotta look good. But if it means, you know, your feet hurt and you don't wanna wear... Five inch heels mm-hmm. don't do it. Right. You know? Um, I gave that up a long time ago. I'm <laughs> like,
2: I'm
4: walking around here with my colleagues, you know, they outpacing me walking fast in them damn flats. <laughs> you know, and I'm gonna be trying to keep up in these high heel shoes that, you know, they ain't gonna work yeah, them. these high these high heel shoes aren't writing the articles, they're not writing That's the books. It. And so, you know, I'm just look. I'm I Wear jeans, just look good. Whatever question you do. for you. Because you mm-hmm. said you
0: mentioned something interesting right there. You said you didn't always feel that mm-hmm. way. Tell me about that a little bit. Tell us about that. Oh,
4: um, you know, I think some of the socialization in graduate school and just throughout uh, college was a more more about wearing a suit mm-hmm. and wearing heels and always wearing pantyhose mm-hmm. and all of those things. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable in that. You know how you, you're you not comfortable with something, but you haven't reconciled mm-hmm. what's wrong with it, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and... I don't, I just kind of grew into the space where I just didn't, I didn't care. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough to lose me in the process. Like I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to be cute, you know, and I feel better presenting Mm -hmm. and talking with people when I feel comfortable. And so I had to start making the process about me and not making other people feel comfortable, which is, I, I think many women, women of color, you know, are taught to reduce ourselves yes. so that other people can feel good yes. around us. And yes. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially women of color. Right. Yeah.
0: Especially, I used to have this one lady I worked in a law firm and she used to come and tell me if something was low cut. I don't wear no low First of all, I don't even have good cleavage. <laughs> so, I know I wasn't wearing low uh-huh. cut tops but if she saw a hint of anything it was always something and I feel like a lot of times and we've kind of touched on this a yeah. little bit that we kind of put that pressure on, our film, on yeah. ourselves mm-hmm. and each other mm-hmm. as people of color and half the time white people don't be paying attention to that kind of stuff because they'll go out looking all kinds of ways any kind of listen, way they show up listen, any kind of way I've been in
4: so many departments <laughs> where <laughs> What's that on your white jeans? men oh. got t-shirts <laughs> exactly. ripped, wearing, just <laughs> listen, wearing any kind of old listen. thing and I'm Now, Mm -hmm. if I did that, I'd be called raggedy and all of that. But at this point, I'm like, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going (laughs) to do it the way I want to do it. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just now I can make sense of it and talk about it. And before, it was like, dang, you know, there's something out right here. How do I make sense of this? And and now I can, you know, actually articulate it. You really
3: nailed it when you said, uh, you know the things that we do or don't do to make other people comfortable mm-hmm. um i think for me one of the things that clicked for me is when i realized that i have to be comfortable with the space that i take up first yes. right mm-hmm. and and you know it's just is what it is and i don't have to apologize for it mm-hmm. um and I don't have to explain it. Mm. And people's opinions don't necessarily have to change it. you be like, oh. your nails are long. Like,
0: that is correct. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yes. Or you don't have no nails. <laughs> right. You're right.
4: right. You're right. <laughs> and the thing, you know, the, the part about our own people, you know, this whole idea of respectability, politics, mm-hmm. and who you need to be. Yeah. Like, I love Cardi B, and I love Tiffany Haddish. I love that they're loud. I love that they, yes. love that mm-hmm. they just do themselves. You know, mm-hmm. they do themselves, and it makes... Other people, uh sometimes black people feel uncomfortable right. because, yeah. you know, again, a lot of people feel like we need to cater to this white dominant way of being. And I love that they don't.
0: But the thing about it is it's not even a white dominant because it's. Like we said, white people just do what they want, so it's like, why can't we? That's and I think, the privilege because they operate know, yeah, in the they privilege that. But they got the credibility they exactly. and the,
4: they get the the benefit of the doubt anyway. They yeah, do. and, they do. and you know, black people often feel like we got to be a certain way to just get the benefit of the proving. Yeah, the proving. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah
3: This week at the kitchen table, we are going to talk about the things you know as women of particular ages. <laughs> We've learned a lot, you know what I'm saying? And we just want to take some time to reflect. Um, just a little bit. I had the idea, it really just came out of nowhere, punched me in my face out of nowhere. I was just like, what are some, what are some things that I wish that I would have known when I was in my twenties? Um, if I had to give some advice to my 20 year old self, what would I tell her? <laughs> and I thought about it. And instead of me and Jay just talking to our 20 year old selves, we thought it would be super cool if we, um, open up the conversation by asking some of our friends and faves on Twitter to weigh in. Yeah. Uh, So we asked a bunch of our friends and faves who are over 30, um, about what we asked them to kind of send in to us advice that they would give themselves, um, you know, their 20 something year old selves. So we just thought we would share those things and, um, generate some discussion about some of the things that we've learned. Over the years. Sound good? Mm -hmm.
0: Sounds like a plan.
3: So you want to start? Sure. Jade's going to start with her advice to her 20 something year old Jade. What you going to tell Jade of
0: yesteryear? Well, first, I'm I'm going to go ahead and title it. It's going to be called "So Many
2: Things." (laughs) (laughs) The list. I
0: love it. I can't wait. The list is never ending. This is not even everything I would have told my 20 year old self. But here's a couple of things I would have told my 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 20 somethings year old selves. All right. Those white BCBG shoes you bought were a waste of money. My God. Don't ever do that again. My God. Your mother was right. You look like you stepped right off the BX9. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Woo!
0: Were they wedges? No, sis. They were full blown heels oh. and they were like. They yeah. had mesh and they mesh. were like, sne-
2: oh, oh. they
0: were like sneaker like, they were, oh my God, they were so ugly. God, they were, they were fugly. Like, they I'm going to bring fugly back. They were BCBG. Sis, those shoes were fetch. They were never coming in. I don't know what I was thinking about, but I sure did put them on. They were like sporty sneaker what heel doing? things. What I wore them with a jersey dress. It's, it's fine. Was, it's fine. You were standing squarely in your, Terrible decision making. I sure was. Those were the times. It's fine. Good times were had by all. Listen to your mom, but don't listen to your mom. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to expound on that. <clears throat> Kia says it a lot every single week. And I, we've actually gotten a couple of people who have written in, you know, with different questions and things like that. But they'll say it to her. They'll be like, girl, like, it's OK. <laughs> it's OK. But your mother, like, listen to her. So many things that she said are going to fly over your head. They're going to go in one ear and right out the other. But somewhere they will get stuck and you are going to remember them later when they come to bite you in your ass. Mm-hmm. So listen to your mother on a lot of things, even if it sounds sometimes like it doesn't make sense. It's going to make sense.
3: (laughs) Like just keep it in your purse until you need it. Yeah. Just hold it. You don't have to like argue her down and be like, no, girl, that ain't it. Sometimes that perspective doesn't make sense to you until many, many years down the line.
0: But listen to me. My mother told me her 30s. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Technical difficulties over here. My mother told me um, that her 30s were her best years and she was like, "Ugh, forget your 20s. Your 30s are your best year. Those were my best years. And I'm seeing now yeah. what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm seeing what she's saying and why, because you will go back on this list that we are that we're that we're going into. And you're going to appreciate all of the awful decisions that you made because they help you to see how far you've come in the decision making that you have going on right now. But where I said, don't listen to your mom is that we are not our mothers. They were raised in a different time um, and they were raised a different way. Right. And while a lot of the things that they say are for our benefit and we absolutely do need them, you are also your own person. And so therefore, there are things that your mother's going to tell you that are also wrong um, or that you don't agree with. And that's OK. It's OK if you want to take certain lessons that she's taught you and maybe remix them a little bit for how you teach your children right. or what you do. And that is okay as long as you feel like you are doing the best job that you absolutely can and you're staying true to what you truly believe then that is that is alright. Okay? So that's why I said listen to your mom but don't listen to your mom. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that nigga still doesn't count and neither does that one and that is just fine. Well! <laughs> <laughs> arguments here (laughs) save your money and categorize your savings if you want to go on that trip go but make sure you have enough to get that timing belt fixed Mm. always have a word have a little have a little lump that you need for emergencies but enjoy your 20s like go on your trips buy the bathing suit you want avoid those ugly shoes Mm. but save your money please save your money invest your money. Um, in yourself like investing in yourself, yourself first invest in yourself and in your future invest in your retirement right now invest in your 401k right now start doing that now and it doesn't have to be a lot it can be $20 especially if your job has a match yeah. you
3: want to take if full advantage yeah. of that you don't want to leave none of that money on the table we'll talk about that later because some of our you know friends gave that same advice but what you will learn is that that money compounds over time I want everyone to google It's called the principle of 72. Just Google it and it talks about how the money, the money that you save, especially as it relates to interest, it will, it will double, literally double after a certain period of time. If you, you know, apply the principle of 72, just Google that. It will really, really, uh, shock you how much money you can earn. If it's, if it's $20 a month, if it's $10 a check, it's worth it, especially if your employer offers a match like that's not something you want to sleep on as soon as you can as soon as you can do it like i think and my job didn't have or maybe i didn't take advantage of it either way i remember my mother gave me really good advice during my first job i was like 23 years old she told me to get our ira if your job doesn't offer like a 401k or a 403b or something Go to your bank or credit union and ask about IRAs, Roth IRAs, and just set aside a small denomination of money per month and it'll go in there. The interest will compound and you will see, you'll see that your money will start to grow. I promise. Yep.
0: Yep. And don't touch it. Like put it in something you can put it in CDs where you're not able to touch it for a certain amount of time, but definitely talk to your banks, your credit unions, Um, your local institutions do your research online make sure you check out we'll make sure we put that link in the description box that kia just mentioned but invest your money and it doesn't have to be (laughs) a lot you can pay you piss 20 dollars away honestly literally like like lunch you really do like right like for real so just put that away in savings and watch your money grow it will certainly grow and you will be shocked those nails with the dollar bills on the tips are ugly now ugly later and ugly forever and illegal
3: <laughs> that is something I've never done. As someone who gives Oh, I certainly I never got dollars on my fingers. I never did. Oh my god. Carry on.
0: I'm such a hood rat. I'm a I hood rat and it, it comes out in other ways, but with that, oh, never again. Mm-hmm. Your self-esteem was just fine and intact. Never let someone else come in and project their insecurities onto you or dictate what is okay for you. Indeed. Are you happy? That's all that matters. Yes. It's okay that you don't know what you want to do yet. You're going to continue to change all throughout your life, and especially during this decade. If you don't want the same thing this time next year or the year after that, it's okay. This too shall pass. It's cliche, but it's honest. The heartache you're feeling right now may come again, and it may not. It may be a little heavier or a little lighter, but you're going to overcome it. And when it passes, baby, ain't nothing like the bounce back. That's true. She's not your friend. And in three years, you won't even remember her name. (laughs) The liquor you drink with your friends is cheap. Don't ask for brandy in the club.
2: Oh.
0: And those are just some of the things that I would tell. (laughs)
2: Write
0: that down. Write that down. Don't ask for brandy in the club. It's not
3: cute. (laughs) Will you order me your first drink. Twenty
0: one. It wasn't even my first drink, but I drank like a nigga. So I was like, Y'all got E and J oh, and they're God. like, nope. who let me pull out this dusty bottle for this dusty hoe. No. Anyway, sis, let me <laughs> I want to hear your <laughs> I list. Like, I wanted <laughs> all of the cliche, like
3: I would like an Amaretta sour. <laughs> you look like an Amaretto sour girl. <laughs> yes, please, we're extra cherries. Like, I thought I was doing something. Like, girl, if you do sit down with this Arnold Palmer, sit down. You're not doing anything. You're not drinking anything. With cherry. <laughs> like, I thought I was doing something. Don't drink
0: Long Islands and don't drink Tokyo Teas, which ain't nothing but Long Island's Remixed.
3: Child, be careful.
0: Study your liquor. But I feel like these girls in their 20s are way smarter than we were, and they're a little bit more like past where we were. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I have faith that the internet has not ruined them and has saved them. I hope so.
3: Um so I did mine. I didn't. Okay. I just I I'm going to be real honest. I did not want to do this <laughs> because I have had a rough year and I know that I say that every episode y'all tired probably tired of hearing it, but I was concerned that and, uh, my advice to myself would be really negative because of all of the yucky things that I've had to experience these last few months. Um, but I was encouraged to just be open and sit down and just write something to my 20 something year old self. And this is what came out. I'm not, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it. Okay. <laughs> so Wait for the gems. So this is what came out and we can, I guess expound if we need to. Hey, Kia, my advice, my advice to you is not what you think it will be. I love your podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) My advice to you is not what you think it will be. Yes, you have to wear your retainers, limit your carbs, (laughs) limit your carbs, get regular pedicures, deep condition every week and drink your water. (laughs) I'm also here to tell you that you will not meet your Dwayne Wayne anytime soon, sis. Y'all won't have a house by age 32 or matching Range Rovers with custom license plates. (laughs) You won't even see most of the things on your vision board in the next 10 years. You might not see them at all. Not because you don't deserve them or you didn't work hard enough. Simply because your thinking is too small. My advice to you is to hold on to what you know to be true about who God is and who you are. Mm. Because quite frankly, life is going to be hard. You will have to face loss, sickness, disappointment and heartbreak like you will never believe. You will come face to face with your limitations, your fears and your insecurities. People will leave you. Your plans will fail you and you will fail yourself. But through all of that, you will learn who you are. You'll learn to love and appreciate the things that make you you. You'll come to treasure the things that you're not into right now. Yes, girl, even your hips. (laughs) (laughs) beyond that the hard things that you will face will stretch you beyond your own expectations and show you your capacities in ways that will both scare and excite you be scared and do it anyway Mm. time after time after time after time after time God will show you that what he has for you is bigger and better than anything that you could have ever planned for yourself Mm. this is awesome and while you'll know it you won't always see it or feel it and that will frustrate you to no end your process will not feel good and you won't know what the fresh hell is going on in your life about 96 percent of the time and that that will grate your very last good nerve don't trip though that discomfort will grow your faith strengthen your resolve and help you to discover the breadth and depth of your value it will also free you from your propensity to settle for what you think you deserve It will take time, but keep going. Keep going, Kia, every day. Keep learning, keep singing, keep growing, and keep believing that you're God's favorite daughter. You are precious Mm. to him, and no matter what, he's not going to play you. Even though the hard things, even through the hard things, he will do things to show you that he's got you and that he hears your heart. He will not leave you. He has plans for you that will blow your mind. Trust him.
0: That's it. Shout out to my sis. <laughs> I'm so glad I went first. I don't want to follow
2: that.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Oh. oh, God. I was trying not to oh, cry. God. Did you hear my voice shaking? Bruh. I did. I that, heard it. That, that I heard it. It was so hard to do, man. I didn't I want did to do that. Like, please write oh, that no. down. I did not want to do that. But, but you know what? You did it, though. You did that. I just want <laughs> y'all to know, like. I didn't think that I was going to share this right now, but I just feel like I have to. So after I defended my, after mm-hmm. after I had written my dissertation, which was what I thought was the hardest thing that I ever had to do, I lost my brother. And um, it, it's still like, it's still kind of like makes me want to throw up. Um, because you know, if he was sick or if there was any way that I could have known that I would have to live my life without him, I would have been able to be prepared, but it punched me in the stomach in such a way. um, And my whole life changed like everything. And I found myself questioning everything about anything that I've ever known. And it's really, really been like this weekend coming. um, He passed on June 11th, but I didn't find out until June 12th. So like this weekend coming is going to be a year since he passed. And I, I'm telling you sis, I didn't have any expectation to talk about this, but I know. Um, I didn't want to write to my 20 year old self because it was like, how am I going to tell her? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you prepare her for something like this? Because I, I'm still like pretty traumatized. Um, yeah. but I just had to tell myself that even though, you know, I've had to face something that's been so heartbreaking. Um, I still have to believe that even though my life is not what I thought it would be that something better is coming Um, because that's kind of been like the consistent like theme throughout all the challenging things. When I was working on my dissertation and thinking like, man, this is terrible. And I know if you've never written a dissertation, you are probably just like, girl, it's a big paper. It is a big paper, but it's a paper that no one's ever, ever shown you how to do. And no one can tell you how to do it. Like there's no one formula that says this is how you do it. So you're literally like like figuring it out in the dark by yourself. Mm -hmm. And you trying to like find your way to the door so you can get out of this room and you can't get out. So I thought that that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. But I kept going because I felt like all I needed to do was to get through it. And then once I did get through it, you know, the only brother I've ever had. Um, you know, it's no longer here with me in the same way. So that's what I'm talking about when I say I've had a rough year. Um, and my life is not at all what I thought it would be. But even through all of that, I think my advice to my 20 year old self is that you're supposed to have a plan, have a plan, um, and work towards your plan. But when your plan changes, don't stop planning. Um, just make another one and, and, you know, try to figure it out from, from then on. So yeah, I think, I think that's all I got. Um, but, and I don't want to be churchy and preachy. That's not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a church kid. I can't help it. All that stuff comes out of me, but I'm not here to tell you that you have to do everything just like me. I have to, I have to, like, I would be totally remiss and not acknowledging that. I would not have been able, I, I like, I have to trust God. That's just, that's the only way that's worked for me. That's the only way like losing somebody. Me and my brother are only 18 months apart. So I never knew life without him.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, you know, I didn't want to do this because I didn't want it to be all heavy and deep in the middle of the show but um, that's that's my advice you will have to deal with hard things
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know what I'm saying I'm not telling you to be like you know don't be afraid and worried and live scared live your life and have fun and make plans but when hard things happen just know that you can get through them that's, that's basically what I'm trying to say and it is all funs and ha-has, and I'm super grateful to God mm-hmm. because even through all of my horrible lines, <laughs> he has kept me <laughs> from doing, from being in situations um, and places and dealing with people that I ain't have no business dealing with. I don't... Ooh, I remember. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I. So, yeah, we can say that. Yeah. Like, we talked about that. Even before we decided we were going to talk about regrets, we, we first said that we were going to talk about the things that we thought we wanted or the mm-hmm. things that we used to be so passionate about. It's like this is how when we talk in the honesty box and we sound like a bunch of old aunties when we're telling y'all and y'all be all stressed out about these niggas, right? <laughs> so and we understand, right? Cause we've all been there. Yes. And there was absolutely a time where I, you know, was hemmed up with some with somebody. Oh my God. And, you know, it the situation dissolved for whatever reason and I was devastated and in my bag. And now I can look back and lift both of my hands and tell God thank you, like thank you. two hands a foot for not letting literally me like pregnant. all of this. Like you know what, Lord, you had did that. Just want you to know because
0: <laughs> yes, I dodged all the bullets. Oh my God! I remember I ended up having to run out of this nigga's house in Bushwick, Ooh, down Bushwick, in the trenches, like before Uber. <laughs> Yes. Down Bushwick Avenue phone At night the corner Gypsy cabs <laughs> Not running a plentiful Like Driver And I'm literally Like racing down the street Because I was in a very Uncomfortable situation compromising, In his home compromising. And it's because of my own Dumbass I've, got, I've been there too Um, My dumbass a- Activities And being fast And going over And I didn't do anything And I didn't intend On doing anything But he intended On doing something I've in had there. Some of those And I had to I had to run Going. I feel like, but those are the lessons
3: that you learned, though, right? Ooh. So it took a long time for me to realize, you can't be just letting niggas in your house. Yeah. Or now you can't be daughter. going to niggas' houses. You can't be going to niggas' houses. Listen, you can't be letting niggas in your house, The either. rule is that grown folks don't watch movies. Let me tell you something.
2: Mm.
3: If y'all haven't heard it
0: before, mm. you've heard it here.
3: Mm. <laughs> when a nigga asked you to come over to watch the Hulu,
2: he
0: ain't trying to watch No Hulu You no, understand what I'm saying Netflix and chill Came from somewhere Come on If a nigga wants to watch A movie with you He's gonna invite you To the Regal Cinemas Listen He's gonna invite and buy you, you To a the bag AMC. of popcorn And a Blue <laughs> like, icy, And y'all like. will watch the movie And discuss the movie That's what it is That's what it is I want to see Such and such About blah 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 But nigga <laughs> If y'all a nigga invites you To the house to see Black Panther Y'all going to Wakanda Ha <laughs> He wants to give you some vibranium. (laughs) He wants to colonize (laughs) your your (laughs) bag.
3: Y'all going to Wakanda. (laughs) Y'all going to Wakanda. Yeah, just going. Pack your bags, sis.
0: Act like you ain't going. Act like you ain't going if you want to. Because he has been watching. Because he's been watching. (laughs) From from the the mountains. mountains. (laughs) At your backside. Ready. To strip your
3: power away. (laughs) (laughs) The power of the Black Panther has been stripped away. By the Black Panther. Listen, so I'm just saying. I just want y'all to know. Live and learn from our regrets and mistakes. We make wise choices. Absolutely. Make wise choices, Mm. right? Regrets are a part of life. They are. But I think the major takeaway is you just got to make sure that you learn from them. Yeah. Think critically. And comprehensively about any tattoo that you get,
0: <laughs> or if Ruben Studdard approaches
3: Hello? you, and you curb
0: him. I
2: mean, say don't hey, like I do. You know what I'm saying? If you happen don't to like sit, if you
3: happen to sit next to the man of your dreams on the plane, say something. <laughs> Shout out the plane, Day wherever you are. I dropped the
0: ball. Come back if you're engaged to a nigga <laughs> and you don't feel good about it in your stomach. Don't let it go on for nine years. Listen, learn, end it. Learn, honey. There's there's a sea of dicks out there. where the for truth. You. And if you
3: still not comfortable enough, but you don't have the lie to your mama, at least tell a tell friend, friend where you are. Tell a friend so that when your details. mama starts looking for you, Toya can be like, uh, Miss Rhonda, can't <laughs> Actually, one. Um, <laughs> I hate to
2: be she called to me this. and
4: told me she was on her way
0: to uh, <laughs> <laughs> learn from me. Yeah. Write down your friend's license plates, you know, if they drive off with somebody. Drop a pen. Like,
3: use the Find Your Friends app. Just be um, safe and be smart. And most importantly, stay prayed up. Be kept stay kept. prayed up. And give God thanks because he will keep you when you don't want to be kept. I'm and if you witch.
0: really need to tell somebody, always pray. And you can always tell your grandma if you still have her in your life because she's not going to remember what you say. <laughs> so, My grandma will. ciao. She I, don't forget My nothing. grandma will be mixing up all kinds of uh, be Mixing up all kinds of information so My grandma
3: She might forget <laughs> She might forget and tell me twice But she's not going to forget it I said
0: it Do you find that there are things That you would like to do differently Than your mother? Like do you find that there are certain habits That you have That you might have picked up from her That you, you actually try to fight against Because it's not necessarily something that You know
3: I don't know Yeah I don't know if it's a habit of my mom's
0: mm-hmm. Uh
3: And I think even like a thought
0: process or whatever. Yeah.
3: So two things come to mind. The first Mm -hmm. one being uh, my mom was outstanding, amazing, excellent mom. Like she wrote for me and my brother without question, without a doubt. And I will always appreciate that for her. And I've never been a mom. So I don't know if this is just what you're supposed to do. But I really wish that my mom would have found a way to learn to balance maintaining some sense of herself outside of being Kian and Brian's mom. Because, you know, both my brother and I noticed that as we became adults, um, because, you know, she had literally thrown herself like completely into being our mom. I mean, she worked and she had a career and everything. Um, but aside from being, you know, career, having her career and being a mom, I don't know that. And I don't want to speak for her, but just from my perspective, I really wish that she would have found a way to balance and find time to cultivate some of her passions and talents. Um, in ways that would not only feed her spirit and, but would also like, I would have liked to see my, my mom is a super talented, like creative person. And Mm -hmm. it was just something that she did as a hobby. And I really felt like it's something that she could be doing to like, like it could be her career. Um, she's retired. So she's works she works now to just kind of, you know, occupy her time and kind of keep, you know, money coming in. But, um, my mom is a master seamstress. Like when my parent, my grandparents renewed their vows oh. for their 50th, my mom made all the bridesmaid dresses. Um, oh. like, li- like literally nine of them. And Yo. she, she does all these fabulous window treatments and she makes beautiful floral arrangements. And like, she's just got a knack for like home decor and doing mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I have always wished that she would. that I'm like that could be like A huge thing Like and I'm trying to I've tried to really tell her I've tried to tell her And show her That you Mm -hmm. can do this And like make money Like you could do this And like sustain yourself You wouldn't have to go Into that job And let them people Fry your nerves every day Um, Right But I really wish That you know And I think it's also A generational thing But a habit that I'm trying To make for myself Is to always avail myself Of options And to Cultivate my passion in a way that it not only feeds my spirit and my soul, but it's also, it's, you know, a resource mm-hmm. that I can, you know, you know, it's an additional source of income, a source to sustain myself and my family. So I wish that I could, if she, I mean, lots of things happen, you know, she was doing it by herself, so it could have just been. Over you know bandwidth not having the time Or the bandwidth or the energy to mm-hmm. To take on something else So I get it so I'm this is not me judging Her but I just wish that And hope that going forward I Can kind of find a way to Do that better Um And the second Thing really deals With not being So skeptical and mm-hmm. Afraid Because I feel like The anxiety and stress and stuff that I carry is a lot of that I I feel like I have because I watched my mom. And granted, she's dealt with a lot of hard things. I hope I... Please don't tell her. This is why y'all can't tell her about this show because she gonna be like, why you tell her the whole world about business? You can't tell
0: mine today either. (laughs)
3: Like Anyway, but uh, you she's dealt with some really hard things and she's made it through and she's amazing. But um, I think that that those experiences hardened her in a way. Um, and she raised me to be tough. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that toughness sometimes is at odds with the parts of me that, you know, is afraid vulnerable. and it is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I constantly have this conflict where I'm like, you know, I'm a G (laughs) you know what I'm saying you do what you gotta do uh and it's gotta be done so you know and then that part of me who just wants to be like but I need help so so um I wish that and I hope that you know that's something that I, I definitely feel like I picked up from her and I know that that's probably something that a lot of people can say but um yeah I I wish that I could and You know, going back to what we talked about a little bit last week during Black Women's Self Care, just trying to like manage my stress, my emotions, my thought life Mm -hmm. better. Because, you know, you get different responsibilities, much is given, much is required. And to quote Diddy right after and Biggie right after I quote the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> more money more money, more problems More opportunities more problems So like the more things that are on your plate The more awesome opportunities that you have You're always going to have more and more Things to deal with on the back end of that So yeah. you know finding Better ways to manage all of that is really A season that I'm in so mm-hmm. That's something we're probably going to Continue to talk about on the show because I'm Figuring it out or
0: trying to Every
3: day literally
0: But yeah that's def- That's definitely something we're gonna touch on very, very soon. Cause I am in the same space. <laughs> but I guess some of the things that I find that I would like to do differently than my mother. Um, some of them come in just how I, how I parent my own child. Uh, she has taught me so many valuable things. Just like your, you, you know, you spoke about your mother. She's taught me so many valuable things and. You know, so many things that I'm going to continue to take with me and things that I think about later on that I'm like, that's why she said that. And you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I really value a lot of what she what she's taught me and and what she's taught me through action. But I also find some of some of her her ways to be things that I would want to change. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom was super paranoid and distrusting, like I touched on earlier. To the point where it made me uncomfortable to talk to her about things that I should have Mm -hmm. been more comfortable talking to my mother about. So I'm going to tell you all a super personal story. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was 16 and um, I got I I had antibiotics. I got sick for whatever reason and I was on antibiotics. So it was my very first yeast infection.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And. You know, I didn't really realize that antibiotics, sweat, you know, cleaned everything out of your body to the point where, um, you know, you needed to you needed to balance that out with some probiotics. Like right. the Internet was not as prevalent then as it is now, so it wasn't as easy to Google and all of that. So I kind of had to figure it out. And I was afraid to go to my mother and tell her what was going on, because I knew the very first thing out of her mouth was going to be what you been doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting here trying to deal with this myself. I'm doing all kinds of foolish things with yogurt and, and, and so forth and so on. Oh, my God. <laughs> and listen, it is what it is. And um, and then finally I went to her because it just got to the point where it was unbearable. And I was like, listen, this is what's going on. And she was like, what you been doing? man see and I knew at this point that it was the antibiotics because I'd spoken to my grandmother about it and my grandmother told me that antibiotics did the same thing to her and that they do it to a lot of women when it cleans your body out like that's a common side effect so I'm like okay so I went to my mother you know to try to resolve it and she that was the first thing that came out of her mouth and it was always instances like that where it was like I don't want to come to you because you are not going to be empathetic or understanding to what I'm talking to you about. You're like, you're not going to be able to put your motherly feelings to the side enough to be able to talk some sense to me. Now, not not saying that she didn't talk a a lot of real shit to me because she did. But at the same time, it was always that type of reaction that came along with certain things. And I want to make sure that with me mothering Noah, especially having a daughter. God, this is my karma Mm. Uh, (laughs) that I don't make her feel uncomfortable in coming to me and talking to me about, you know, certain things that may be going on with her, how she's feeling. I don't ever want her to to get to that point where she's paranoid to come talk to me. And so that's where I have to constantly check myself and my reactions to her, even now as a toddler. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like this is going to carry on as I continue to parent her. And so I have to try to shake those habits now. Uh-huh. Um, and those are things that are ingrained in me because they're, they're, they're taught from how I was raised. You never really realize until you get older how you were raised right. affects you so much. And I'm like really coming into that now. I'm really in that stage where I'm like, damn, the way that you're raised really, for real, for real, like fucks with you. <laughs> like it really, <laughs> it really plays a huge part in who you become as a person, no matter how much you try to fight it. And so there are things that we have to, there are habits that we have to try to like fight against actively um, that we pick up. And it's okay if there are habits that you have, or there are thought processes or patterns or whatever that you have that you might want to change from your mother. It doesn't mean that your mother was a bad mother. It just means that you want to do things a little bit differently. You want to tweak it a little bit. And we've touched on that before, but I know you know, I know that I felt guilty about that in the past for not wanting to do things exactly like my mother. And I don't feel guilty about that anymore. I've kind of come to, you know, come to peace with the fact that, you know, a lot of what she's taught me is super useful and I want to pass that on, but it's okay for me to start some of my own traditions and my own, you know, my own healthy thinking in my family. So this week's episode is also brought to you by Teenie, the Teamy e Blends Detox Mask is the perfect mask for all skin types, helping to eliminate blemishes, improve overall complexion, and moisturize your skin from the inside out. You all know how important it is to moisturize your skin from the inside out. Starting with the inside is all is, is super key. Now, I have oily skin. Kia has dry skin. Um, and we're both able to use the mask. It's absolutely wonderful. I've tried it as a full-blown mask. It's helped to reduce pores. It leaves my skin feeling tingly and beautiful. It smells amazing. I feel like I'm at in, in the spa. And then on top of that, I've also used it as a spot-free treatment for like little blemishes and things that get on my last nerve. So I'm 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 hip. I'm loving it. Team's Detox Mask is it for me. There's a lot of skincare products out there that look cool, but they never actually work. The Detox Mask is a perfect mask to add to your routine because it works regardless of your skin type. I told you all about this oily and key is dry. Um, the Detox Mask is all natural and made with a blend of ingredients like matcha tea, bentonite clay, and lemongrass. So it feels great and it smells like a spa. What did I tell y'all? And it's easy to use. Simply leave the mask on for 10 minutes and feel your skin tingling while the mask works its magic. Once it dries, wash it off and reveal clean, hydrated, happy skin. You can even use it as a spot treatment. I mean, are you guys like listening to what I'm saying? Do you see how these people are copying me? I use it on my little pimples. I literally just used it on one last night. Anyways, you can use it as that spot treatment. Go ahead, get your life, look glowing for 2019. Get into this Teamy Detox Mask. You can do that by going to teamyblends.com and add the detox mask to your beauty routine today and use the code GROWN25 for 25% off all orders of $24.99 and up. That's T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S.com and code GROWN25. Get your life glow. Honestly? Truly. Honesty box time. <laughs> Hola, Jade Ikea. That's for Jade. <laughs> oh, I love how you all peace. Oh, Please bad. call me Jannie. I'm a 27-year-old virgin. I often wonder all how right. I made it this far because TBH, curiosity can kill the cat. <laughs> oh yes. And it's getting to that point. I've always wanted Mama. to save myself from marriage, but now I don't see the point. Life is short. Oh. The guy I'm kind of seeing, see below. Please do not read this story on the air. Oh,
2: <laughs> we God.
0: Said, give me your body and I will give you my soul and everything else. So we ah, talked about marriage. Wait. wait. <laughs> wait.
3: What? <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. I'm not mature <laughs> enough. Let me. I'm going to be quiet. Go
0: ahead. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait a second. Okay. The guy I'm kind of seeing <laughs> said, give me your body and I will give you my soul and everything else when we talked about marriage. Oh, Jesus I Christ. told him we should go to counseling first. He said he wouldn't need oh. counseling after I give myself to him. A part of me oh, believes a him, but a part of me believes he's going. This is a trap! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. I just... Girl, I am... I don't feel comfortable with this
0: language he's using, but I'm sorry. I need to let you finish. What is this? I'm seeing so many problems while I'm reading it. Okay. I told him we should go to counseling first. He said he wouldn't need counseling after I give myself to him. A part of me believes him, but a part of me, no, don't. But a part of me believes he's going to up and leave. So here's the thing. I want to move in with him because I can live in a one bedroom making the rent cheaper (sighs) than finding another roommate, and I can still have my freedom. All of this isn't for freedom, but I'm also taking prereqs to get into med school, so I need to save money. Shout out to the two debt-free degrees I have in education that I don't want to use. I quit my teaching job to protect my mental health and found a job as a medical scribe so that I can get the required medical service hours needed to be a competitive candidate for med school. Of course, my mom wants me to move home, but I feel like I would be stopping my life doing things for all of my family and not have time to do things for me. I'm extremely confident. I'm able to abstain while sharing living quarters. But what would you do? Ah! (laughs) Gracias para tu tiempo, Jenny. My, my,
3: my. She just loves to speak in Spanish. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jenny, girl, first of all Why are you dating Count Dracula? Okay,
0: because why does he talk
3: <laughs> like <laughs> that? That nigga is like, why keep counting ah, ah, Two, ah, give ah, yourself ah, to me Give me your body <laughs> And I will give you my sword ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I am wholly uncomfortable with this, with this line I don't feel comfortable with this at all Because why is he talking to you?
2: Like this I'm is some
3: creepy I will
0: be right here after you give yourself to me. No, <laughs> that's not how this
3: works. I don't know. Maybe I'm just creeped no, out, but I I'm just it. like, I don't feel comfortable with this, Jenny. First of all, let me tell you, let me tell you 72 things. Number one, if you decide to give yourself to the count, <laughs> and y'all do decide to move in together. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be doing anything other than having copious amounts of relations with the Count Dracula <laughs> for months. Like, so, I mean, I just feel like you just need to be conscious, uh, you know, just 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 think you know, comprehensively about all the, like, just consider all, you gonna wake up all, all nigger, the dimensions. This
0: nigga's going to be standing over you at some point.
3: This is what I'm saying. So I just feel like, <laughs> I think that it is it is laudable for you to think that you moving in with him makes so much sense for your life. And I think it's easy to think about these things, but just uh, in these ways, right? We can kind of like hope and, you know, it just makes sense in our mind. But I feel like what you how you think this might go may look very different than how it actually might
0: go. And then you talk about um, how if you want, you might not have time when you, for yourself, when, if you move back home because your family is going to occupy your time. Who's to say, this nigga's not going to occupy your time? What if he's filthy and right. you don't wash dishes and you got to spend time or like Yeah, home? like
3: relationships are, relationships occupy your Work. time and they occupy your time all the more when you guys are in a cohabitative situation. Um, it's not going to be a situation where, you know, I, I mean, I just, just, there's just a lot of things to consider in terms of how things will change for you, um, given all the, like, it's just a lot of stuff that's up in the air right now, right? You don't know how things are going to change if you decide to have sex. If you don't, like, any decision that you make could potentially change the nature of your relationships right. and the way that you engage with him. Um And that will have implications for whether or not you decide to live together, which will have implications for your plans for medical school, all these other things. So I'm not here to tell you um, what you should or should not do, but you asked my opinion. Mm -hmm. And um, there's just not enough information here that I feel comfortable Enough saying, you know, that you should or should not do these things. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm I'm just hopefully giving you things to consider
2: mm-hmm.
3: that will be help that will help you in making your decisions. Uh, and in those things to consider, I'm telling you the things that make me uncomfortable. It's most specifically, the the, the ways <laughs> that he talks about y'all having sex. Give like that whole give me
0: give. Me did you hear how? Give. Did you hear how
3: instantly triggered? I was instantly I triggered it. by that. I hated so like,
0: much. Oh, oh no! Uh, uh-uh. uh, that sounds so. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I don't like that at all. No it's way. Like when I was dating this, like the first time I dated a Caribbean man, Lord Jesus, I should have learned my lesson. Um, then, <laughs> let me stop. Uh, this dude bought me some dog tags. Like, like. Oh God! You told me this. It was like property of Chris, huh? and I was like, "Well, what?" and my mother saw it and my mother was like ah ah you are property of nobody <laughs> but one thing I want Ooh, you to Jenny I want you to th- also one thing I want you to think about in, a- in addition because I 1000% agree with everything Kia said I had the privilege of reading this email beforehand so I got all <laughs> of my reactions to your to to you to your partner yeah was, that was his my first run his ridiculous language usage um but I want you to think about this. You are a virgin and you have saved yourself. And that is something that's very special. A person who truly cares about you and loves you um, and will really be there for you after you, quote unquote, give yourself.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. I am Um, so uncomfortable.
0: Because, in a, I mean, in all reality, in all seriousness, you are giving a gift. That is your gift. You know what I'm saying? That's something that you're never going to be able to give again. It's something you're never going to be able to take back. Somebody who truly loves you is going to respect um, your needs surrounding such a heavy decision. And if you came to this young man and said, listen... Like you know, I, I hope that you and I'm 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 assuming that you have expressed yourself to him and how you feel about sex. Obviously, um, he knows where you stand. If you guys have not had sex, so we're gonna assume all of that. But if you go to him and let him know, I think we should go to counseling. Like it will make me feel better if we do that. That's not some. You're not saying that you all need to go rob a bank together. Like you're saying something positive. And if he yeah, can't and I mean, res-
3: she's saying she wants to go like because. I'm guessing that it's premarital counseling.
0: Did you get that? I'm thinking because she was saying. Relationship counseling. I don't. Couples therapy. I'm not sure. I just in that realm. But if that's what you ask for and that's not something very big to ask for and that's something that's going to make you feel better and he can't respect that one thing. That's something to really think about. That's all I'm saying. You asked our opinion. My opinion is I wouldn't do it and those are the reasons why everything Kia said in that because there's a level of respect um that somebody's going to have for you who loves you and they're going to respect your needs. And if that's something that you need because this is such a weighted thing and he can't do that, you really should really, you know, really just take that into consideration i mean she sent she said in an email that she's confident that she can abstain
3: while sharing living quarters and i mean i'm not I'm not as too much worried about you, but i my left i'm I'm not confident that he can abstain right. <laughs> uh, while sharing living quarters, especially if you know you propose counseling um i mean it would be it would have been nice to know exactly what would be the purpose behind the counseling, whether that be if you guys want to work toward. You know, if, see if marriage was in the cards or you just wanted to speak to a counselor around your abstinence or, you know, just kind of laying out what that was. Uh, but either way, his response is, you know, he, him saying y'all would need, count- like, sex is not going to be the great panacea. It's not. Like, if it's y'all are having relationship answer. issues, yeah, sex is not going to alleviate or, you know, you know, there there's not going to be quite any the
0: opposite it is pen doors absolutely to
3: say absolutely absolutely <laughs> it it will absolutely make matters worse absolutely it will <laughs> um,
2: absolutely and I, and
3: i'm speaking from a place of experience, yes, experience. So. so um <laughs> yeah if if that's what you're thinking
0: um i i would just i would offer you that <laughs> and we're not laughing right at there. you through this. So we don't want yeah. you to think that we are laughing at your nigga though, because <laughs> <laughs> the count, keep counting. Uh, 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 we uh, 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 uh. Um, but we do, we do sincerely every, all of our listeners, we sincerely care about all of you. And we take your honesty box questions very serious. And um, we offer, you know, truly what we feel. And, We just, you know, beloved, it just don't sound like a good idea. And it sounds like (laughs) a whole lot that you need to be thinking about. It just doesn't sound like the move. And another thing, too, is you're getting ready to move into a space, a one bedroom apartment where you're sharing a bed, intimate space with this person day in and day out. Like, what makes you think that you're getting ready to have your you time like that? Not saying that it's not possible, not saying I don't get me time because I'm married, but. I just, everything around this just doesn't sound like a great idea. It just it just doesn't sound like a great idea. And that's just my opinion on it. So I hope that you think about uh, everything that Kia said. And I hope, Jager. you know, some of the stuff that I said. <laughs> and No, you, all the stuff that Jake said too. You take those <laughs> things into consideration. And it helps you to make a sound decision. And sometimes the decision is not always... What you want it to look like? I know it's not ideal for you to move back in with your parents, and but you know, think about the consequences of going in the in the other direction. And Let's I want to be that. very responsible of the things I say to my sister, because everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y. Got my costume all ready for the parade. Let's go. Um, so
3: I y'all know that I don't lie. I said this before. I get frustrated. I get in my bag when people ask me how to do something that they see me doing, whether that be like walking the hills or typing really fast or, you know, I know where this operating is and maneuvering and, and existing in my life with my with my with my nails or mm-hmm. eyelashes or what have you. You know, niggas love to be like, how
2: you do that? How
3: you do that? How you walk in them shoes, girl? I know, we've talked about this. I don't want to rehash.
0: But I How I, you I, wipe your ass <laughs> from front to back? Oh, it's just, it just <laughs> wear me down.
3: I, I shared this on Twitter today because I, I feel like we do a lot of assuming, and that joint burns my grits. It just gets them all clumpy and lumped up and mm. burnt on the bottom. I hate it. Mm, it's funky. I think that we assume, like, we assume that because, like, you know, women with short hair have short hair because they can't grow hair. We assume, we assume that women who have long nails have fake long nails. We assume that, um, that, uh, women who wear makeup, uh, uh, have self-esteem issues or are uncomfortable with themselves. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that we would all mind our business. Like We don't know Mm -hmm. if you don't know something that you shouldn't speak on something that you don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And I just, Mm -hmm. I just, I get, I grow tired of the assumptions. I feel like day to day I'm confronted with, Mm -hmm. with assumptions. People have full fledged positions. They have beliefs, belief systems and and mindsets about me and have never had a conversation with me. And that just makes me want to fight. It does. It makes me want to fight because it's like you reach that conclusion all by yourself and that's not fair because you're not out here keeping it to yourself. If I heard about it, that means you're out here running your mouth and I would thank you to if you can't come to me and say something to keep your trap shut. That's all. And it could be something as simple as as simple and and insignificant as the length of my nails, right? Mm. Like, Mm. or it could be something as big as the the type of person I am or or, you know, Mm -hmm my character or how I engage with people or if I engage with people, I just wish that people would just not make mm. assumptions specifically about me. Right. <laughs> I hate it. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's, it's good though. It's, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to, the silver lining that I'm trying to find in this is I've been asking the Lord like to, to teach me like, okay, what I'm supposed to learn through these lessons because this keeps happening in my life. It keeps getting on my nerves. So I need to know what I need to take away from this so that I can hopefully move past and move forward. And I feel like the Lord is showing me the ways that I make assumptions about other people and it's helping me to check that behavior. So yeah, long story, less long is that my petty peeve is if you have a question or if you have an opinion, at least, at least run it past me or ask or even not me, somebody who knows me, try to confirm. This or give me the benefit of the doubt before you run tell that, no matter what it is. (laughs) Before you get out on the internet or in the street or in the choir stand or at the gas station or at Target and fix your face to say anything concerning me, (laughs) just just check yourself before before, because I'm trying to stay in character. I'm trying to be a Christian, but I'm not a killer. But don't push me, (laughs) don't push me because I'll go.
0: It's always the ashy niggas, too. It was a bunch of ashy niggas on Twitter one day who were talking about women who wear makeup. You know, like you said, now they're insecure, they're ugly, whatever. They just had so many opinions about women who wear makeup. And I was like all of you all need to shut the fuck up because your mother's forgot to rub your heads. <laughs> They're funny-shaped. they not shaped. And you hide Miss-shaped, your funny, misshaping heads. T-shaped heads with fitteds. So you have no room to talk about anybody. Be quiet. Nobody asks about your opinion. And furthermore, let me, I would also like the record to reflect that a
3: lot of these niggas who are out here preaching the gospel against makeup have Beards. And let me tell you, they look like James Harden. There is nothing and we all know James Harden is facially deficient, and there is nothing more deceiving than a beard. <laughs> nothing, mm. nothing, nothing, a, a fitted. nothing. Fitted, a fitted is
0: also deceiving. well. A
3: fitted in the, in the beard combination is just like witness protection. I don't
0: even know who you are. Oh, I, shit. I don't. I you don't, don't even know who you are. Child. Who are you? I don't know you.
3: You <laughs> are a hologram. You're a Decepticon. You're a transformer. Get out of my face. You want to be in here talk about somebody wearing some concealer and you out here with a full beard, a beard and a fitted will make a whole new
0: nigga. Just like that. A whole, because as soon as they shave their face, you be like, ah, who the fuck are you? It's like, who's like somebody turned the lights on in the club. It's like, I did not go, I did not agree to go on a date with Sam Cassell. <laughs> <laughs> what does it all mean, Jesus? But yes, uh, that's all. That was my. be out here fraudulent as Listen, hell. Listen, who gave you? Counterfeit.
2: You're out here with a, be-
0: a beige. Uh, a, a beard. A beard. You are not the same person,
3: sir, that you were before I'm that. I'm tired. <laughs> and you be wearing these Tim's, to give you that extra inch and a half. you out here in a full 5'7. <laughs> <five, seven.
2: laughs>
0: Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You hear me? I've seen the episode of Seinfeld where George refused to take off his (laughs) Tim's because he knew they gave him height.
3: (laughs) So I saw all I'm saying. It's given, let's just, I'm taking this as a lesson. If y'all want to join me in this lesson, I've learned, I've started to check myself and start to give people the benefit of the doubt before I just be out all here outlandish with my opinions that have, that have not been confirmed because I'm tired of people coming back to me Oh, I thought, oh, I heard that you X, Y, Z and one, two, three, and, and 23, 24, 25. And I'm just like, I don't know where you got that from because the lie detector test has determined that that is a lie.
0: That is a lie. You are not the you father. You are not the father. I'm over here dying because I, <laughs> I remember in my single days when niggas would approach me at Tim's mm. and I would always take two inches Listen, off. Listen, you just got to do it. You got to. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so you're really. I remember nine, one guys. time.
3: Oh my gosh, I met I met this guy in the club. Well, we was out, and I had on a shoe. I was in the club. Right. I was in the club. I had on a <laughs> shoe. These were the days, honey. These are the days. This is like twenty three to age twenty three to twenty seven. Kia, who was in a pump five days a oh. week.
0: Kia. I was like, well, you can hurdle and see if you
3: can I was private. out here jumping double dutch. <laughs> like, whatever. Yes. What you need? I got you. Now my ankles yeah. be looking at me like, sis, be seated in <laughs> the prayers. presence of God. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh... So I met him and I was out, right? So the next time we got together, I had on a sneaker.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So, I kid you not, that nigga opened the door and saw that I was, like, shorter, like, he saw that in my shoe. I mean, in my, in my sneaker, he was taller than me. That nigga was like, yes, woo, yeah." He was like, it was a full <laughs> celebration mode. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I want. He, danced like he Martin, was like, ow. Like Martin. Oh, he was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I was taller than you. I knew it. He was encouraging
0: himself the whole time. It was that little Martin jig right before he got married where he did I that said,
2: little. You know <laughs> what, guys?
0: <laughs> Leave us alone
2: through good times
0: and bad times,
2: knowing you can always count. No,
3: it's I'll be on your side. You oh, yeah, you just make it. it's okay, it's, it's okay.
0: okay. You're right, I'll be on your side forevermore. Forevermore, that's what friends are for. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I remember when, when he, I always love how Gladys comes in. Yes. <laughs> Gladys can do no wrong. Keep shining. Come yes, on Gladys. Yes, yes. No, you can always count on me. Sing Gladys. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Gladys'
0: runs are legendary. Why do you sound just like
3: <laughs> Because I've always wanted to be Gladys Knight. Woo!
2: They say, Gladys, you know you are too hot.
3: Gladys is, oh my gosh. She's no, not there. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, she's right there under under Patty. Like, she is. Woo! she is. Like those are the aunties: Patty, Gladys, and Anita. Like that's like a little. Oh that's man, that's a collective for me. That's a collective. But anyway, I gotta
3: see Gladys live. Okay. All right, I'm gonna start. Um, I we're, I can't even tell Ty not to put that in because he's disrespectful. He probably going to do it anyway. He don't
0: listen to me. We know you, Ty. And that was the last episode of the year of Getting Grown. And I didn't even get to have Kia here. I did not get to troll her. I don't get to, like—it's not as fun when you don't have somebody here to, to like, purposely try to get on their nerves. So it's just you guys. It's just me and you, and I don't get to see your reactions. So, again, sucks the fun out of it. (laughs) But once again, we say thank you. We can't say thank you enough um and as we go into this new year i mean y'all know what it is drink your water moisturize your skin and uh fucking dick how did i forget my own shit what the fuck mind your business drink your water moisturize your skin oh and mind your business god damn it okay Ty. boom cut all that out and you all know what we say mind your business moisturize your skin and drink your water because your black will crack if it's dry. That was all out of order, but it's fine It's the new year and we scramble eggs out here. I'll see you next year, my niggas. Bye.